Welcome to Rachel Lawson's Shadows in the Moonlight podcast of poetry and stories. We hope you enjoy them. The Magicians Beyond the Masks Lance Alexander, a Grim Reaper, had one dream to live as a mortal man, full-time. He was stuck in Reaper form for a hundred years. His dream became true. He was human, so it did seem. So he went to see a show to be with the mortals as a man. The flesh and blood King Reaper started feeling human. He saw a beautiful lady. She was an actress. He couldn't help but love her. Her name was Vivian McCann. He couldn't resist meeting her. She asked for a name to him address. Grim. Michael Grimm, said the reaper to his love. What do you do for a job? He asked him. I'm a guard. The one who think of. He thought of his life, he was grim. He knew one day he would take her life. Are you alright? Did you ask to any sadness? Yes, I'm fine, he said. A little too quickly, her face had lost its grace. He smiled lightly. He knew he'd lost her. So he apologised and took his leave. Despite his reflection, as he left the theatre, he saw his flesh to disappear. His second death and loss of a second chance, he did forever grieve. If and when life is granted to I shall be a man. The flesh and blood shall be part of me. I will live on in the living flesh and not scare you, my Vivian. I will live as a man by your side and try make you happy. But I am dead to the world and at least we meet again. When they again did meet, she didn't know him. He had been so anxious to meet her. There was a problem. He was scared of her. Recognising, he acted aloof. Vivian, you will die. There are no buts about it. A skeleton man. Too bad, Dean. Mark's outfit said. Vivian in reply, but, but, staring at his head. Reaper laughs, puffed. Stop saying but. You can't deny or bargain with me. Vivian took a deep breath and said, So you came for me? Yes, said a sharp beaver blade. Yes. Ha. You died at midnight. Vivian sobbed slightly. Is it midnight? It's five midnight. For the reaper looked awkward and skeleton could. Vivian cried triumphantly as a prisoner reprieved execution would. You're early, I live. Reaper understood. Reaper said nervously, I will take you at midnight. 
Vivian asked, nearly as nervous as the Reaper. Was. I killed him tonight. Reaper snapped back. I did. Vivian shook her head. Saying, not you, my cause of death. Can you tell me, or is it Finn? Death laughed and said, stroke. It started when you awoke. Vivian chose, I'm not having a stroke. I'm not dying. Reaper said, then why are you crying? Reaper said, and why are you speaking like you're having a stroke? My dear, Vivian noticed she was having a stroke. She recognized the symptoms. She was struck by fear. Her death was coming and coming soon. Five minutes had passed and she died. The line of death delighted me. Why doesn't your hater take you? No, I know you. Reaper hit the wall of the room in frustration. Blood streaked across the wall. He left the Vivian's soul. As you mortals live, you exist in your little mortal world. To death I give. You dwell in life on days bittersweet, not knowing that one day we'll meet. You dwell on the little things which will one day be forgotten. While I wait for you, my begotten, you fear me and yet you fear lying alone in oblivion. Yes, I'm talking to you. Hear me, Vivian. Don't turn away from me. It is the truth. Do I need to give you proof? Lost in death's cold grasp, I am within his clasp. I see his scythe, his bony hand. I know I will lose my life. With these three dogs of death, I feel I'm breathing my last breath. Terror consumes my entire soul. I'm sure it's his goal. He takes me to another world to dwell. In the land of the dead. In the never world. Lost is the soul to death's cold grasp. I'm beyond life's last gasp. I know not where I'm going with this harbinger of death. My soul is being led to a world which I see as a fiery breath. Deeper and deeper we go into hell. Beyond the world, I see it as a fading old world with fading ghosts. Souls unfilled. The soul asked of death. Why is the world here disappearing? Death replied. Vivian, this world is a memory. We call memories that fades as time passes. At the centre of this region, we are nearing. The region was brown and fading. The inhabitants were at various stages of fading into oblivion. The reaper said, We are here. I shall leave you now, Vivian. I fear I am totally lost. Hello in hell. Forever here. Shall I fade? Be forgotten and well. Maybe the doctor's outfit came dashing out of the medicine's cup. In the hospital. There 
There you are, Doctor. We were looking everywhere for you. We have another job for you. Tricktail and Orderly, sir. Heaven's sake, don't beat around the bush. Come home to Doctor. Another freshie for you, said the Orderly. Please refrain from referring to them as freshies. Call them the dead person, he's the Doctor. Okay, another dead person, said the Orderly. Take me to them, the doctor demanded. Dr. Death has come to do his job, announced the orderly. Do you know where it's inside the room? It's the body. I'm a coroner, not Dr. Death, said the doctor, entering the room. So sorry, said the reaper, walking out of the room. The doctor ran to the bedside of the dead. Oh my god, no, the doctor said, waking tears of blue electric fire, which crystallized, betraying his inhumanity to his colleagues. So midnight is Dr. Death, cried the order. Really, Sherlock, how did you not know? Blake said, crying, I was called here by my son, because my wife was critical. I just told him that he watched death. Hey, that's your job telling people that we all used to do. It wouldn't be mine. I'll do you the same favour one day. Smile, Blake. Younger, Lord Blake. You don't know, the nurse said. I will not rest till she's avenged, Baby Blake. Now you're talking like me, the nurse said, entering the room. Some time later, Blake did as he promised. He told Jack he was dead. Jack thought he was a card. He spent his life taunting Mortimer, Death's king, unknowingly calling him Dr. Death. When he died, he was no different. He was a knave in Death, too. He, a reaper, met. He was no better. He thought he was as a clown and as to the reaper, Jack was a knave. Jack, you've obviously guessed who I am and why I'm here. An odd-looking man, said the director. Andrew? Jack said, Reply. Oh, you are for a blind, stupid, or a little smart eye. With the grim reaper palming his face, like this. He yucked. Not Santa, eh? Jack did. Of course. I'm Sharon. The grim reaper. Here to take you to hell. Now, Reaper. I thought you were a bit thin, Sharon. Jack taunted. You lout. I'm Sharon, not Sharon. Come with me, Reaper said, grabbing Jack's hand and dragging him on his way. Go to hell, Sharon. I'm not going anywhere with you. Jack said, 
going away, Enrico. Sure, I won't leave without you. Jack, shouted the Reaper. I didn't want to do this, but if I have to use necromancy, I will. You are dead, follow me. Jack couldn't refuse the Reaper's demand. He was scared. He knew he was going to hell and couldn't prevent it. Why is this never an easy job? The Reaper hopped. Down and down we go. Ever eternally down to a weary. We end in the land of fading hues of brown. I look around and see. We weren't alone. Where I was, it's thawed. It's a murky shadow of a town. It was populated with people who fade with time like the land nothing. Ghosts of the dead and gone. Faded memories of the living reaching second death in oblivion. I see someone I know. She was partly faded. Her name was Vivian. She said, Old as a beer, you have died. The soul, the fading memory of life. The Reaper is the ruler of this land of strife. Like ghosts of the living world, destined to fade and die again. Like a pen, the ink just crumbs out. It goes with the living and dead of men. Later, the father and son spoke of the meeting with their friends, Vivian and Jack. One was bad. He'd taken a love to her death. The other was annoyed by his friend and glad he was gone. How was your day? asked the father of his son. You were both in human form in the afterlife realm. I took Vivian here, said Lance, who had returned to being able to change his form between human and reaper. I know I judged her. Sorry to hear she passed over. I know you loved her, Blake said, feeling sorry for his son. How was your day? Lance asked his father. Annoying. I took Jack over from work, said Blake. Oh, how was he? Asked Lance. He knew his father hated Jack. He was being as annoying as ever, said Blake. I called myself Sharon. He called me Sharon and Santa. He thought he was the class clown. He was being a pain in the neck. Sorry to hear. At least he's out of the way now, said Lance. Oh, he's been pranking his guards now, said Blake. Oh, said Lance. I doubt he'll stop, moaned Blake. 
You're listening to Rachel Lawson's Shadows in the Moonlight podcast of poetry and short stories by the author. Come back soon and you'll hear some more stories and poetry by Rachel Lawson. Thank you for listening.